You know what? I've, the round means nothing. The shot at hand means everything. Mm. That's like where that. we all need to get to. And welcome back. Welcome aboard another part train. I'm one of your co-hosts, Evan Singer. I got Matt Cermak with me. What's up, Ev? It's great to be back. Some say it's the end of the season, but we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of good stuff. You just had your last round of the season. I just had one of my worst rounds of the season, and we're going to dive into all of it. But in case you guys are new, welcome aboard. We help frustrated golfers enjoy the ride again, because if you can learn to smile through bad golf, you can smile through anything. We unpack the mental game with anyone from a sports psychologist to a PGA Tour pro to a golfer like you and me. And that's what we're doing today. We're unpacking our rounds because... I'm actually very intrigued by this. I'd love to learn the psychology of the last round of the season, living in a cold weather city. Obviously, I'm lucky in LA. I don't yeah. have to worry about that. But that's a very interesting thing. We're going to dig into that. We're also going to dig into my round. But first, we need to talk about this new product that our friends at Roback just dropped. I'm literally wearing it right now. Sir, we haven't talked about this. This is Live their reaction new, on air. Here we go, guys. This is their new soft tea. I know you had a bad round yesterday, but you look relaxed in that TF. You look you know, really comfy. It looks like it's bringing you back. It is. It's called the Tailwind Performance Tea. And here's the thing. Robax teas have always been workout focused, right? They're performance yep. teas. You work out in them. Got a bunch That's of those. That's really it, right? But you would never really wear that t-shirt out and about unless you're like, going to a workout, you just finished a workout. You could wear it out and about, but I mean like with jeans to a happy hour, out Definitely with friends. fitness specific. Yeah. Now this performance tee is for everything. Wow. And it's softer. It looks like a normal t-shirt and it fits amazing. Okay. Wow. I mean, look at this fit. Yeah, it's perfect. Also good to have probably for under a Q-zip for kind of a casual yeah. night because it's really comfortable. Yeah. I love it. I was blown away. So go to roback.com, enter the code train, get 15% off. Obviously, there's we're, we're going into winter here. So they got hoodies, they got Q-zips, they got golf pants now, they've got joggers, they've got Lot, lots of different vests too, which you know I love. I've got one yeah, on right new here. new vests, they've a lot got of good crew necks. Yeah. The crew necks a little warmer, which we both love. So roback.com, enter the code train and get 15% off. Thanks to Roback as always for supporting the show. And thanks to you guys for hopping aboard. So why don't we just dive in, Sarm? That's like, what we do. What is it like? What, is there pressure? Knowing it's the last round of the year, it's kind of like the driving range, right? You don't want to end on a bad one. There's definitely pressure, Ev. Um, it's just this moment as a cold weather player, you know, being in the Midwest, like, man, this is kind of it, you know? And the next time I swing a golf club will probably be indoors somewhere. <laughs> all in all the, the teachers you talk to right now are setting up their their simulator spaces, their, you know, indoor, you know, spots at the domes and things like that. So yeah, it, it's just one of those things like anything like in life or in golf, you just want to end on a high note or something encouraging. It was interesting. I've, it was a very cold day that we played because it's funny. The last several days have been so much warmer, but it was 40 degrees. We got to the, it was a 9am tea time. We got to the course and the, and the range was closed. They closed ranges for the season. That kind of bummed me out because I really wanted to warm up. <laughs> They closed the range for the season? Yeah. So, I mean, they closed the grass for the range, right? Some ranges might be open oh, if, they have grass. Like, if they have turf. <laughs> right, because remember, everything's yeah. grass in Chicago. Yeah, I forgot. That's <laughs> wild to me. But but some ranges have turf options too, so they'll go to that, you know, in the spring, in the late fall. 
it was pretty wet out too. It was re- turned out to be a very muddy day. So I think they just, whether they close it for the season, they close it for the morning. So yeah, it was kind of annoying because my bet, you know, like any of us, your back's tight, your hips are tight and just want to warm up, do your best to stretch. So I was hitting some chips and pitches. I will say I have one great tip. If you can't warm up, at least I like to do is go and obviously try to hit pitches or try to make full swings and take some divots. Hopefully the first, the guy in the first tee, the starter doesn't see you, but like go into the trees and just make some swings, get that feeling of making contact with the ground. My coach always told us that before uh, nine hole matches in high school on weekdays, because we couldn't hit balls before just trunk slam it, few putts stretch. So I just tried to make a few swings and, uh, but yeah, Av, I'm going into this round like, man, I've really got to manage this. This is, and I got to keep, you got to keep your emotions in check because you want to play well. <laughs> it's the end of the season, want a high note, but it's cold, it's wet, it's muddy, but we're all playing for money, right? I'm playing a one game against my buddy, Ryan Hosley, you know, we've got a match against each other. And then he and I are going against the other two guys, Kent and Kevin. Oh, Kent, we've had Kent on the show. Oh, yeah. part listener. So, and then, and then, so it's two team games, but Kent and Kevin are playing against each other too. So it's like, nobody are friends. So we have all these matches, but it's yeah. fun. You know how it goes. So yeah, trying to manage my expectations, Ev. Like, you're going to have to find a way to just kind of grind a little bit today. Be smart. It's not about hitting it long off the tee. It was very wet. We decided we're going to play lift clean in place. Very muddy. So first hole, Ev, driver, 360 par four straight away. Pretty simple, tight. Remember, this is a Donald Ross course. So everything's pretty tight today. So if you can at least keep the driver in play with soft greens, should be okay. But I hit it like 220, just flared it right. <laughs> and it wasn't it was like 220. Like I just weak, yeah. low, weak, what a way low to start. and right. Like kind of just off the heel. And oh, um, low too. Yeah, it's just a terrible swing. So is that a something that- you've hit before? Not typically. I typically I'm like high right, you know, like yeah. so was there a little bit of a whoa? Was yeah, that? I was kinda of, I was kinda of like, wow, that was a really, really bad swing. Instead of like, wow, that was a really like stiff swing. But then I just kind of like mm. laughed it off and I said, eh, that was a pretty stiff swing. <laughs> you just a really good distinction. Yeah. Instead of calling it bad, call it stiff. I like yeah. that. And then I got, you know, I was in the trees and then I hit a pretty good shot out and I ended up making a bogey. But I got to the second tee box. I'm like, okay. You, like everybody else, is stiff, right? Couldn't warm up. It's really cold. What are you going to do about that? So I made a point all day, Ev, in my pre-shot routine, I'd take two, two practice swings before I hit the ball to feel like I am making a turn as big as John Daly going back. So my, I'm just turning into my right hip. I feel like my chest is getting to the sky. And I am just, because for those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm a pretty short swinger of the golf ball, a little laid off. And if my body's not working right, it can be trouble for me, especially on a cold day because I'm just not loading. Right. And I'm just then having to really get my heart arms and hands involved. So, so that was really what I think got me really focused with my long game was all right. That's my thought for the day. And I did a really good job of doing this in every swing, every practice swing, exaggerating the turn. I said to myself, okay, if I can make a good turn, then I can go after it. And um, I ended up hitting, and the other thought too, have you like this? So I did a combo off the tee, teeing it low. Okay. I'm going to tee it low. I'm okay with, uh, yep. I am okay with hitting a 260 today. 
It's not a super 6,400 yard par 70. I'm just going to try to hit a 260 because I know that there's a potential for a big miss. I know because my body doesn't feel right. So I'm going to do everything I can to find a way to stay aggressive just in a different way. I'm, so I made that decision. What do you think, Av? I mean, I made that decision that I'm going to just kind of try to save the highlight reel off the tee today, try to cut corners, try to get to par fives, but knowing that I'll be able to manage it because the miss dispersion will be much less. I love that because think about what you just said. You said a sensory thought of kind of a fun one too. Like I'm going to be John Daly today in, in terms of right. not gripping and ripping. It's very different John Daly yeah. than people would think. Right. I'm going to be a John Daly turn today, but I'm going to tee it low and not try and be a hero off the tee. You know, Brett McCabe said something to me when I visited him in Alabama. He said, par fives are wedge holes, right? And the most important shot on a par five is the first one for position, not for distance. Because if you think about how often you really get home in two, pretty rare. It's extremely rare. Yeah. Right? It's a total win if you're able to. But it's got to be rare on tour, too. If you're able to be within 20 yards around the green, short, right or left, that's pretty good. That's right. really good in two. Right. But getting the ball to actually stop on the green, extremely rare for all players. And if you think about it, I, I told Brett I really struggle on par five just because I think I just get excited. And then I'm trying to do – it's like the opposite of what you're saying, right? You're teeing it low. You're taking what you got that day. Whereas with me, I'm like, this is my chance to, like, be a hero – and I overswing because I think if I hit it good, I'll have a chance to get home in two. And it's like, I don't need to get home in two. All I need to give myself a wedge, right? And if you approach it that way, that's kind of similar to what you're saying with your approach off the tee. Like you don't need to get everything out of it. Yeah. Right. Well, it, keep it in play. Well, Evan, this is timely because the second hole was a par five. Okay. So I, you know, I make a bogey on the first hole really bad swing off the tee. The pitch I hit was a little yippy. Like I definitely um, flew it, you know, six yards too far. Kind of just a couple of just not very confident on the first, on the first hole. But the second hole was all those things I just said about what my plan was. I, I didn't, I didn't even know what happened on the first hole I, because you're right. It's easy to go to that par five. I'm going to get this back. Okay. Right. I'm going to get this back. I got a par five. I don't even, I don't even know what I made on the first hole. I just said, I'm teeing this low. You left told rough. me before you can't get it back. <laughs> Right. You can't, it's impossible, right? <laughs> it's there. It's days on the, the bogey, card. <laughs> the bogey's on the card. When you say that to yourself, guys, guys, I cannot get it back. It is what it is. Only I can do is think about this shot and this hole that will help. That will really like bring the emotions and the ten- tension down. So I'm just like, okay, I'm going to just try to play cut off the left rough, see what happens. And that's what I did hit in the left rough and made a par in the second hole, had a wedge Ev, laid up, <laughs> you know, um, didn't hit the best third shot, but, but made par and, and settled myself down. And that's, that was kind of the story was all day was just, we talk about it a lot, but going to big, big targets, aggressive swings to big targets. And it's okay. If you're in the rough, I hit a lot of fairways and I hit a lot of shots just, you know, just into the rough, but into wide areas, you know, this is a golf course that's tight. That's full of dog legs. Cause it was built in 1900 and even on those left to right dog legs, 
which were a couple of par fives later, which set up well for me, right? Because I'm a natural cutter. I was just like, I'm not taking this on today. <laughs> I just don't, I don't think I have it. I think I just, my body's telling me that the, the risk is too great. So I was really proud of myself for just having a, have my physical thought was the feeling of a big, big, massive turn in my pre-shot routine, seeing it low off the tee, and then just trying to hit my patent cut. A lot of them were pull cuts, you know, and some shots were really low, you know, I got some laughs from the group, but you know, Hey, 250, 260 out there, you know, what, you know what you do when that happens, you make the classic joke, playing it under the wind. Yeah. Right. Look at this guy you from low, Scotland, right? from Scotland, Matthew Cermak under the wind, big Stenson right. guy. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. Right. But look guys, if you, if you learn how to play a low shot, it's so important because the ball has less opportunity to curve and less opportunity to spin and a wet, muddy day and cold at the end of the year, not being able to warm up. It, play, it played out to be pretty well. Um, I've, I ended up shooting 36 on the front nine, one over, and I putted, and I just putted great, Ev. And as you know, if we were sitting here last year talking about what happened, I putted terrible last year. And that was the biggest improvement of my game that this year throughout the season, and it showed up on my last round. I mean, you know, these greens are beat up. They were aerated 10 days prior, but I hold out a ton of putts. I hold out a ton of putts for, you know, and a lot of that really just in that, you know, that four to eight foot range Bird, birdies and pars all day. And I was just making real confident strokes. And the big key for me, I've, we talked about my grip change in the putting, you know, like I went to a reverse overlap this year, last year, I was just hitting medium range putts, just short putts, just offline very quickly. And as you know, Ev, when you're just an okay ball striking day, Boy, that score can look good when you're when you're feeling confident on the greens. Yeah. It sounds like you didn't you kind of forgot about the fact that it was the last round of the year pretty quickly. Oh yeah. Very quickly. You got into like execution mode pretty quickly. I got into execution mode and like you talk have you do a good job of talking about trying to find ways to distract yourself in a healthy way out there. Mm -hmm. For me, you get into the match. Right. You, you, you're, you're John with your buddies. You're, you're, yeah, you're having competing. fun. You're, you just, I've got my executional key. I've got my strategic key. And then you're just engaged with the match. Right. Yeah. And that's really, that's really important. I did a great job of hitting it low, a great job of not making any doubles, shoot 36 on the front. And I was able to make a couple of birdies on the back Ev, two birdies, two bogeys to shoot even. And I ended up with 71 and, and, and won some money, but, which was great. We love winning money guys, don't we? How much did um, you win? 50 bucks. Remember that oh, okay. I sent you that uh, gift yesterday, the three stooges. They're all like, why are you 10, for, you know, 10 for this? And you owe me 10 for this. And here's 10 for this. It was kind of like that at the end, but I was yeah. getting the money. <laughs> hey guys, I got something a bit unusual for you. So stay seated, keep those seatbelts fast and we'll get you right back on track. This is a bit weird, but stay with me. All right. Tara and I were talking, Tara's reading this book right now. Tara's my wife, by the way. If you haven't listened to her episode from St. Andrews, you probably should. But she's been reading this book about mouth breathing. And I had always been really scared about this idea of taping my mouth to sleep, feeling like I'm, you know, claustrophobic or feeling like I'm not going to be able to breathe in the night. And the thing she told me that was fascinating is your body, your nose pathway rewires when the only pathway it has is through the nose. And there's all these health benefits, right? That's not what this is about. But I tried it. 
Okay, I tried it the last three nights. I taped my mouth. The thing that this is about is my sleep performance on my Whoop has been 99%, 100%, and 100%. When I was living in Europe, it was really hard for me to get green recoveries. And the last three nights, I'm in the green. And I think the moral of the story is no matter what you want to try, no matter what you're testing, no matter what food you take out of your diet, no matter what exercise you add in, no matter what crazy thing you do to your sleep, the ability to the next morning see how it affected you and then be able to see that data over time, it's so valuable. I can't describe to you how valuable it is. I feel like we're so into data in golf, but in our bodies, we're not. So I'm telling you guys, the ability to get the data and immediate feedback of what's working for you in your body and also in your mind when you're stepping up to the tee box to see how much it stresses you out, it's just so much fun and so important to be able to track that and get real feedback. So go to join.whoop.com slash partrain and get a free whoop for a month because if you don't believe me, try it for free for a month. If you don't like it, you send it back. Okay, It's all free. Zero risk. So join.whoop.com slash partrain. Give yourself a free whoop for a month. I'm telling you, you guys will love it. All right, let's get back to the show. It's pretty rare to actually make 50 bucks because I feel like anytime I'm actually playing for money, it's a Nassau where it's like a dollar or five a side and everybody kind of breaks even or maybe you win like three bucks, but it's three bucks. So like everybody's like, don't worry about it. And then no money gets exchanged anyways. Well, I don't know if I love that. Ev. So we were, we're not high rollers, but we actually did 10, 10, 10 for the NASA, 10 for the front, 10 for the back, yeah. 10 for the total. Typically I, we do 10, 10 and 20 for the total. But then Ryan and I had a bunch of like, we had an individual match going. I gave him, you know, four strokes for the day. And then he did some side presses. And unfortunately, right. Ryan, you, you kept losing the presses. I think right. he did push the final press on 18. That would have been really ugly if you would have lost that. But but when there's enough money on the line, you think it makes you focus, Evan, and, and, and play for something? Like, I, I'm i one of those guys yeah. where it gets me locked in, but what's the right amount? So, right, there was 30 bucks out there for the team game, and then you decide whatever you want on the side. But Right. No, I think you're right. I think you got to make it a bit more. Otherwise, why are we even playing the game? Right, you're not you even know? exchanging money at the end. Yeah, it's stupid. So, all right, so let me recap. For people where they're listening to this because it's their last round of the year coming up or they already had it or they're thinking about it, to me what I'm hearing is, one, acknowledge that it's the last round of the year. There's going to be a little bit of pressure, but you kind of have to like almost try and switch to a little bit of gratitude as as you know, cliche as that sounds. Like It's the last round of the year. So yeah, you want to end on a good one, but you also don't want to look back and think you didn't enjoy your last round either you know like you you kind of have to take it into your point about healthy distractions you're you might not be able to have this walk for another what four to six months whatever it is it's possible it's very yeah, possible four months yeah. so first you kind of switch to from meaning to doing which is something we've talked about many times not what does this round mean but what do i need to do so you switch to that pretty quick you also, too, you acknowledged the reality of the day and maybe some challenges or shortcomings for you that day, which is it's cold, you're a little stiff. So what helps you when you get stiff? You have to work a little bit harder 
to make a big turn, right? Yep. So your key to the day um, became adaptable. You adapted to have a key for the day, which is really smart and valuable for people because sometimes you go into the day, you have a key, things go sideways, you end up having 10 keys trying to find the key, the roll around. That doesn't work either. No. So the fact that you kind of listened without judgment and you're like, okay, that was a really stiff swing. You could have gone into panic mode really easily after that first hole because you're probably one of the best players on paper in that group, I would assume. Yeah. And you probably hit the worst drive in the first hole. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that could, you know, the ego doesn't love that. So you took the ego out of it. You had a key that was sensory driven, not positional. And you went with that the whole day. And then you also made an adjustment to tee it lower, not focus on, I mean, it's not going to go far anyways. It's 40 degrees and it's wet. Right. No, no run. So just put it in play and let the strength of your game come through, which is around the greens. Give yourself looks around the greens. And that's what you did. And you ended up again. This was, I think, kind of a key for you all year, sir. You're a, you're a little bulldog. You're a fighter. I, I, I had some really good rounds and in, in tough weather, really tough weather. And I think, and they were worth talking about too. Like, yeah, I've had that 69, the 70, this, the 71, this is one over, but you know, I was just thinking about Ev because right. Maybe the pressure of the last round, but you know what? Ev, the round means nothing. The shot at hand means everything. Mm. That's like where that. we all need to get to. And I think when we play our, when we play good golf and have our good rounds and that's what, that's what's happening out there. The intention for the shot, the clear plan. I'm writing that down. And execute and, and just, just executing. Now, some shots are going to be better than others, but a day like this round for me, I didn't have, I mean, I already had my doubts. I told you about them, right? <laughs> you know, I'm tight. I'm stiff. Didn't warm up. But once I figured out the plan, I was as confident as ever. And well, yeah, that plan's we, different than, you know, maybe an 80 degree and sunny day. But what could you learn? What's the what could you connect? Just take what the golf course gives you. Just take what your body gives you. And even on those 80, 80 degrees and sunny days, with perfect greens and perfect conditions, maybe you need to be a little more aware of what your misses are doing, right? Or as opposed to just thinking you can be the hero and this is supposed to be your day. So I do think there's something interesting there. What the well, bad weather really days, what you can really learn from them and just take it to any golf day, just manage your game. Like I love that's what you said about point. par fives, Ev. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's 80 and sunny. And I just hit a 300 yard drive I'm, and I'm 260, but that's still a really hard shot to hit a three wood over bunkers, you know, with trees left. Right. So guys, I really think you got to really pay attention to really get focused, but yeah, it's not about the round Ev. It's about the shot. You know, what's fascinating is the dichotomy that you just described. The, the alternative of what you recommended is what I did yesterday, mm. which is I just came back from Scotland playing yep. in 40 mile per hour winds. Now there's a 10 or five mile per hour wind. I'm playing a Linksy course, one of the best courses in LA, Rustic Canyon, which I haven't played in years. And I made a promise to myself coming back. I'm going to design my schedule in a way 
that Mondays are going to be my content creating day. And I'm going to create in the morning and then I'm going to go play golf and record some stuff in the afternoon. And I'm going to free up my schedule and I'm going to play on Mondays. I'm not going to need to worry about getting a tea time on Saturdays and waiting till Thursday night for the cancellations and, Smart. you know, waking up super early on Especially a weekend. I can, in LA. I mean, it just yeah, weekend golf is tough. I got on this course. I haven't been able to get on for years in a second. Noon tea time. It's 70 degrees. Course I haven't played in years. Beautiful weather. Fun group that I get matched up with. There was a fight almost breaking out on 18. That's a story for later. I have you video. You see those videos going around on Instagram. Then you're actually I know. experiencing I'm, I'm debating it. Yeah. If I, I'm debating if I share it. Feels a little off-brand for maybe, us. But... Maybe another time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I literally remember because I also had an amazing rain session. I felt like I found something. It's good weather. And I hit a couple great drives starting off the round. And suddenly you get excited and you think, this is my day. I'm finally going to put it all together. I'm finally going to put a round together. And looking back, I mean, man, it's the opposite of what you're describing. It's it's sensationalizing everything. It's easy to take things personally. It's a ton of expectations. And it's a lot of frustration when things don't go right. Instead of letting things emerge, knowing things are going to go wrong, adapting to what the course gives you, adapting to what your body's giving you. And by the way, having one feel and plan and not five things that right. you're working on. Like, honestly, to me, that has the, been the hardest thing for me over my entire golfing career, which is what? 18 years I've been playing. No, 19 years I've been playing this game. It is like, it is such the, we've talked about it so many times, but I want to reiterate it because towards the end of the year, I think it's important to really reflect on the things I've done wrong, things I've done right between the two of us. And I'm talking to our passengers directly right here. It always feels like a yeah, but. Like I know you right. shouldn't take things from the range. The thing that worked last week, take it to the course this week. Bringing more than one thought to the course. I know it's not right, but I think it's really been difficult when you see right in front of you, the difference of the type of shot I can hit when I do that thing versus when I forget to. And it's really easy, I think, to wrap your your whole being around this thing that I just, if I can do it, I'll have a good shot. And that drives your whole round and you're playing golf swing and you're thinking about all these different things. I mean, if I can find a way to learn about what I do so that every time I play, I'm focused on the same thing and it's a singular thing, I truly believe I could get to a three or four handicap pretty quickly. But my biggest Achilles heel is I'm bringing new things to the course literally every round. Which I had is, like three or four takeaways in Scotland. But who's got to be there to just shake you, like physically shake you and say, Ev, because nobody's there to do that. Right? I know. That's the hard part about this game. You don't have a coach out there who's seen what you're doing wrong, right? What's it going to take for you, Ev, to be like, I mean, let's just keep it really simple here. I got one thought today. Well, honestly, you know what? Going into this whole idea of in the winter, right? I've never really had, there's a part of me as I would probably disagree with myself going into like week three of no playing, but I think there's actually kind of a cool thing about hanging them up 
because you could literally focus on mirror drills or things on the range, trying to groove a new thing for months and really dedicate to it. Whereas for me, that's challenging because whatever I'm working on, I go play within the next week. And I think it would be really helpful for me, for anyone that does this, like me. Well, I think I just need to commit with Rick and just be like, all right, what what is the one thing that I need to work on? Like, I know that I bring it over the top. I know that my face is open and goes inside. And Brett told me this, by the way, when I saw him, he goes, all right, so what's the reality? You bring it inside with an open club face. That means every now and then you're going to hit it left because it's going to close down and that's going to happen. And it's funny when he said that, because when you're missing it right and then you miss it left, sometimes you can sensationalize the left, as you know, as good as anyone, you hate it hitting it left because it's like, oh, I can't do that. Right now I'm not as confident that it's going to go left to right because I'm scared of the left. But with his point, it's like, okay, but with your current pattern, it's going to happen. Hey guys, I'm abandoned right now, so stay seated, keep those seatbelts fast, and we'll get you right back on track. I played Sheep Ranch yesterday, and God, Sheep Ranch, I don't know if it gets better than Sheep Ranch. Sheep Ranch has got to be in my top three of courses in the world. I just love it every single time. But I played in the rain and the wind, and my gloves at Red Rooster, my rain gloves, look sweet. They got little red roosters on the palm. They're blacked out. Really helped me. They've been really the only rain gloves that I've worn that actually work. And we've got the par train gloves that say enjoy the ride on them. This clean green logo with enjoy the ride just above it. As a reminder to help you enjoy the ride when you get off track. I love it because it's not only a good looking glove, but it can actually help your game. And that's what it's all about. We all need those little reminders. So go to redroostergolf.com slash par train. And then you can enter the code train for 20% off. That works on the Enjoy the Ride glove. And then you can go around the website and find yourself some rain gloves too and throw those in there. So redroostergolf.com slash par train. Enter the code train and get 20% off. All right, let's get back on the track. I want to talk, I love what you're saying about maybe you need to take, go back to your Midwestern roots in this off season and just commit to practicing less plain. I know it's so tempting when you've got the 70 degree weather out in LA, but like this could be really, really good for you. And could be really, really interesting to document like, Hey, I'm, you're going to call assessing house up. I'm going to get a five pack of lessons. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're going to teach me the takeaway and you're going to teach me how to drill it and then rehearse it. So I'm at least doing it right. <laughs> you know, in my practice right. when I do play, but I want to go back to something for this episode to this round you played yesterday. We're not going to dig into the round. It was a tough day. You've already said that. But you did say you had the first two holes, you hit two really good drives, okay? Then this third hole, you're in the, I think in the fairway, you hit a seven iron off the planet that really derailed your confidence. Mm -hmm. Why don't you tell us though, what was happening on the first two drives about your routine, about your intention versus what happened on the third hole? It's probably almost like two Evans, right? Like, Yeah. Well, one, I'm feeling confident and excited because like I told you, I haven't shared this other outside of the podcast, but basically this guy at the range 
saw me swinging he's like how do you like your driver i'm like i like it you know it's just a little spinny i haven't really been hitting a lot of penetrating drives like i used to and it's crazy enough he drilled the weight into the grip and he's like this should help you reduce spin and also if you want to fix that open club face strengthen your left hand and this is a pga professional this isn't sure. just a a random but it was a random person but he happened to be a pga professional and so i strengthened my left hand as weird as it felt he goes it's too much in your palm it needs to be more in your in your fingers, which I still don't – I understand, but even when I put it in my fingers, it feels like it's in my palm. So that's like something I'd love to talk to you about when we're together. Yeah, it's got to be right in the crease. Probably yeah. the night before your wedding we'll be talking about. We'll be plenty in, of that. In the fingers, yeah. <laughs> and I hit drives. I texted you immediately after. I haven't hit drives like that all year, just like mid-tier, right. probably flying to – 280, 290, going to roll out for a mile and just confident, like a baby draw. And I felt like I could swing as hard as I wanted. And it was great. So that I'm like, I, those are the things you love, like strengthen your left grip a little bit. Boom. Your face is a little bit more square and you think you found something, right? So then I right. go to the course, I'm feeling good. And the thing that was most frustrating was it kind of reminded me of my problem with in Scotland where this was a link style course in LA. So I'm like, oh, I can do the things that maybe I didn't do well in Scotland, right? So now I'm trying a type of chip shot I've never tried where I'm, I'm using the pitching wedge more. I'm getting really close to it. I'm bringing the heel up. I saw it on Instagram like yesterday. I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is, you know. That's going around is. a lot. That that That's going around a lot. Yeah. yeah. And so I, oh, I, maybe I could try this. I'm going to abandon next but week. I'm like, maybe, right. I, yeah, may, maybe I could try this. Right. Not but it, the greatest that seems thing to, be, to say, but you're keeping score in this round. Right. So that's two different expectations. You're right. You're right. And so the problem was here I am in the middle of the fairway, 150 out or whatever it was. So you, so you hit a third good drive in a row. No. So it's chipped out. Second second hole, both first two holes, despite great drives, I think I made a bogey and a double. Okay. So the problem was I'm trying things because, again, it's what you're comfortable with versus what you think the shot calls for. I'm trying to – you're right. It's I shouldn't be frustrated about my performance if I'm using this round to prep for Vanden, right? Right. So, But the problem was happy, I, I wasn't. Be a happier person if you make – one decision or the other. Yeah. So I'm trying new things. I'm running it past. So I'm not getting up and down and I'm, I'm missing greens and I'm making errors going back and forth across the green. And it's, you feel terrible because it's like the Achilles heel has been the driver. You think that you're, you're having some good form with the driver finally. And I think I let my frustration of I'm just making so many silly mistakes in so many different ways. You kind of feel like you're spiraling. You're, you have no clear plan. You're trying too many different things. It can feel really um, overwhelming. And then you just, you know, you internalize it and you, you get frustrated with yourself. You start to call yourself names. And suddenly the round can feel totally different than the first two holes where you had hope and you're excited to play. And then suddenly you just feel like an asshole out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, one thing here, Ev, I mean, I think you know this, but I think we just get caught up in great golf shots on the range. You make a grip change. Yeah, that then, alone. So you, you've already probably hit 80 balls. 
you're loose and then you hit a couple of good ones with this new grip change. Then you go to the around at a course the next day, of course you haven't played in a long time, difficult course. I mean, tiger wouldn't play well with the grip change on a second day, especially if you've never played with a strong, was it your left hand or your right hand? He changed, right. <laughs> it's totally different feel when you've got water left and trees, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I would forgive yourself a little bit. Don't be this stupid next time, you know, but forgive yourself a little bit. on well, that. So let me ask you this then. Yeah. That happens and you go and play, you know, you're playing a few days later. Do you not do it? No. It, it, well, if, if this is the right, the if this is the right thing to do, okay. We can debate if it is the right thing to do or not. You wouldn't be keeping score the next day. You should not have kept score yesterday. Got it. So you do it as more of just a practice. I mean, like, a grip change usually goes. takes about two weeks of practice reps for it to sink in, throwing maybe two or three rounds in there too, of just getting a feel. Yeah. So that's those are that's just the reality. Scratch player plus five, Phil Mickelson, fifteen handicap doesn't matter. Yeah. It, so. You know, I think you got caught up really in, wow, maybe I do have something here. The question is for you, Ev, I personally think you should get a five or six pack of lessons with Rick Sessinghouse three times, three times on the show. Yep. And just grind because I think you've been a little attracted to the quick fixes, but I think you're just, and I think in your head, you're just like, man, at least I, I just want something to go out there and at least give myself a chance. And you feel that and some results on the range. But at the end of the day, these are, these are, these are tips and things you haven't done. Right. So here's I, the funny thing though. I'm hopeful for you, Ev, but you've got to, you've got to, maybe this is a real off season for you and we're not going to play for score for a while. Yeah. Maybe this is a California kid now telling the people that are in cold weather places that maybe there's something kind of nice about hanging them up. You know, I never thought, I never believed that before. Maybe there's a good thing about it. The funny thing about this, sir. And then, and go out to your Muni course, you know, go practice, get a lesson, practice a couple lessons, then go out to your Muni course, your par three course, and Easy don't keep score the first time, but then maybe keep score the second time, you know, just, but just, you've got to, don't be conflating the expectations because yeah. that's where the mental sp spiral goes. Right. Yeah, the, the funny thing is, is um, it was kind of playing pretty slow. Um, and on a Monday, I was surprised by that. And that, um, that gets you a little bit too. A little bit, and then I'm thinking, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be an hour north of LA at four thirty, five o'clock, and I'm gonna have an hour and a half drive home. And I thought about ending at nine. I was like, well, it was a cheap twilight rate. I got a little. I saw some things. Maybe I'll just go home. I'll have more time to work on stuff. So now you're so just like, like no. I don't need a question being here. Why am I? I yeah. Don't want to do it. Yeah. And so, but then I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can refocus and, and have, and learn some things, right? You hear tour pros tell us before they're like, even if I'm going to make the cut, I give it my all because I might hit a shot or find something going into the last few holes. That's going to propel me the next five weeks on tour. I was kind of taking that approach. Like but maybe I, I'll but learn something. Maybe I can refocus. I would be. Yeah. But yeah, I think you got to be specific. You're you're right about the tour players, but specific about what you're saying to yourself. It's not about finding something because mm. that's search mode. Yeah. 
when you turn that not so good round into an okay round, you may have had to just be hitting hybrids off the tee, right? It's not like you're going to go find some feel, you know, in your transition. Yeah, that's a good point. Or swinging it one way. You were, you have to strategically, you have, you have to dig deep and really figure out how am I going to play this golf course with the card I've been dealt today? All right. You know, I shot 47 on the front nine, right? It's not about shooting 39 on the back. It's maybe, okay. I typically hit driver here, but I got to hit three wood, you know? I, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm 240 second shot in a par five, but maybe I'm laying it laying up here. Right. <laughs> right. right. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. searching for pros don't find mechanical thoughts on them out there. They've got to just dig, you know, you got to dig within yourself to figure out how can I play with what I got? Now, here's the funny thing. I'm playing <laughs> the back nine. Yeah. I almost got an ace. <laughs> how about that? It went a bullet <laughs> eight iron uphill, tough hole, even a little wind. I hit a bullet eight iron. Love that. Flew right at the pin on an arrow, landed right behind the pin, spun back to two feet below the hole, almost went in. And I was reminded in that moment. Made the like, putt, Ev? Made the putt? I made the putt for birdie. The only birdie oh. in the group that day. What were you reminded of? I was reminded that, you know, that's kind of why we play anyways, is to have a sensational moment in an imperfect game. And the ironic thing is I just made a video that morning about how if we were machines and we were Iron Byron and we hit every shot perfect, yeah, it would be awesome for a year. But I think the game would lose a little bit of its allure after a while. Right, because now, obviously, we're, we're just as attracted to the, the chase. <laughs> right. We're trying yeah. to chase perfection, something that's impossible. But it's fun to chase. And we've all had those days where we feel kind of close to it. It's like chasing the dragon. You feel like you almost got it. I was reminded in that moment that that's why we play is to feel like a God for a, a moment. And that's going to be my takeaway is on the worst round I've maybe played all year. And you kind of set yourself up for it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When you, when we, that's, what's great about the show and what I hope our passengers do. Um, on with their own game after listening is when you actually take the time to reflect on what I was juggling during that round, four different things in my head about my swing expectations because of the range expectations because of the good weather, thinking that I could finally find it right. Search mode instead of execution mode. That's, that's a formula to a really bad round. And not to mention, I wasn't even committed. I was trying new shots around the greens instead of going with what I was comfortable with and what I know how to do. So, you know, when you talk it all out, it makes a lot of sense. Well, and I'm the co-host of this show. So, if, right. you know, it can happen to all of us. hundred so, percent. I, But I think I was reminded that even after all of that, you know, in, in that moment that I probably wasn't thinking about anything and I was just swinging an eight iron and I almost made an ace. Yeah. A really it's good ace. And that's why we love the game, right? Yeah. You've hit so many poor shots, made so many poor decisions. And then you hit one of the best swings, one of the best swings you've made in a long time. Yeah. That's the crazy thing about this game. I don't think I've ever had a terrible round that I didn't have a sensational shot. Yeah. I don't think there's ever been a round that I didn't have at least one sensational shot. A hundred percent. I think that's for everybody. And that's what 
it, you know, when you hit that eight iron to two feet up the hill, you know, when you make that, that contact goes into your hands, you know, up the shaft into your heart. Right. And you just, yeah. you just, ah, I love this game. I, I know we're, you know, we're, we're going to wrap this up here pretty soon. I, I wish I want to share this message that I sent to you over the weekend that really ties into what we're saying from one of our passengers, one of our listeners, Cole Beak. He was in town from, um, for the Iowa game. And he asked if I wanted to play and I couldn't, but I want to share what he had said to me about his round on Friday at the Highlands of Elgin, because this has a lot to do with what we're talking about. And I think where you're going to get to is when we're struggling out there, it's about making strategical adjustments as opposed to mechanical adjustments. So Cole had said to me, he played the last Friday at the Highlands of Elgin. He goes, so we played on Friday and I got to tell you, I hit two top drives in the water on the second hole. I ended up making a 10, but I didn't get pissed. Just laughed it off. And I grinded out the rest of the round for an 86. And guys, the Highlands of Elgin is a tough course, especially at this time of year. Very tough off the tee, a lot of water. He goes, I'm a 12 handicap. So I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, it's a great round. He goes, I just kept hitting four iron off the tee after those first few holes and just started making a bunch of pars and bogeys. Right? So two in the water and guys, the water's in front of that tee box. Imagine how Cole felt. It wasn't like he was hitting, you know, 250 out there into the water. He put two into the water, makes a 10 on the second hole, gives it a laugh. If you can smile through bad golf, you can smile through anything. Mm -hmm. And said, you know what? I got to change my game plan to settle myself back in. And he shot a great round, 86 at the Highlands of Elgin in November in Chicago. So great round, Cole. Thanks for reaching out. But I think it's so important, Ev, like – how do we come back and how do we shift our mindset? I love it. I think this, uh, I think this conversation was great. I think it, what's, what's beautiful is not only did you talk about the dichotomy in your round, we have the beautiful dichotomy. Selfishly, I wish I was on the other side, but I think it's kind of perfect for the show is that your round kind of provided a blueprint of what to do. My round kind of provided a blueprint of what not to do. And yeah. so I think our passengers can kind of sit back in their seat, keep that seatbelt fastened and think about which one do I fall into more, right? right. I, do I play my rounds like Matt or do I play my rounds like Ev? And what can I go back to, right? And I think this episode can be a great blueprint of what to do, not only for your last round of the year, not only going into the winter months, but any round. And Ev, I agree. And a little suspense building, we're going to find out more how you're going to approach maybe this offseason. Yeah. Building a plan, building a program, resetting your expectations. Absolutely. The St. Louis, the St. Louis guy out in LA, he's going to maybe embrace his cold weather and tough mentality. So you might see me out on the course next week. We'll see. <laughs> you got to go, we'll you got to go find a dome somewhere. Like, what's he doing at the dome in seven degree weather? He's got to do it. <laughs> I got to do it. The funny thing is next week, I think I've got, I don't know if it's still happening. I got to talk to Rick, but we were going to do a playing lesson on camera. Right. So we've got that coming up too. A lot of Part of me kind of wants to say, Hey Rick, scrap the playing lesson. Get me on the range. Let's, let's talk takeaway. Right. But we'll have to go with it. We'll see. Well, it could be interesting to he capture how you're feeling on the range versus the course. Yeah. Like in the same day, right? With the driver, so yeah. a lot of good stuff coming. Good this stuff is great, Ab. Yeah, 
Well, as always, guys, I hope I hope you got some value from this conversation. I know we did. Um, if you enjoyed it, give us a review at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hop aboard the YouTube train. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Par Train. And Instagram, Twitter, TikTok is getting new content every day at The Par Train as well. So hopefully keep you on track and enjoying the ride in between podcasts. So no matter how your round's going, whether you hit it low right, 220 yards off the first tee, or you stripe the first two, and then you make double, what do they got to do? Just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride, guys. Take care. Thanks, guys.